we're not stupid. Our brain isn't stupid. It does things for a reason. Everything you think that you're doing for no reason or you can't figure out why you're doing it, there always is some kind of a payoff. There is an emotional payoff. Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. I'm probably best known for being a content creator in the beauty and self-help space. I created this podcast because I wanted to basically share some of my thoughts, ideas, and share any kind of information with you guys that I feel can really help you to create a life on your own terms, a life that you love, a life that you're proud of, a life that makes you feel good, a life that feels like it's your own. I think so many people, everyone, um, I don't think there's anyone who's completely immune to it unless they're like complete psychopaths, in which case... I'm very jealous. (laughs) Anyway, basically, I created this podcast to help those of you who are interested in doing things a little bit differently, and you really want to create a life that works for you, makes sense for you, and is actually in line with who you are and what you really want, and isn't just, you know, based off of what someone else's expectations for what your life should look like are. With all of that said, let's get into this week's episode. I kind of had a little bit of an epiphany this week, and it had to do with perfectionism. I just had like this kind of an aha moment, I guess you could say, um, because a friend of mine said something to me where she said that I was detail oriented. And it was something that I was hearing pop up over the past, you know, couple of days. And it just made me stop and realize like what detail oriented actually is, because I've always considered myself to be a perfectionist. I've always considered myself to be detail oriented. And I always had an understanding that perfectionism is a bit of a waste of time. If you're a perfectionist, you could be stuck trying to make something perfect and literally nothing is ever perfect and you end up doing so little and beating yourself up so much um, and accomplishing so little because you're so busy Again, beating yourself up, saying something isn't good enough, so you spend maybe too much time on something rather than you know, moving forward. So it made me realize that detail-oriented and perfectionism, like they're, they kind of go hand in hand, right? But what are they really saying? It's really saying that something isn't good enough. You know, you're focusing on things that aren't good enough. It's not good enough yet, the details. You're focusing on everything that's wrong. You're nitpicking. You are looking for the problem. Um, You're looking for what's wrong. Look, a lot of the times making something great isn't necessarily about adding to things. It can be in many cases just taking away, making things more simple, like getting rid of what's unnecessary. But being detail-oriented is about, you know, something not being good enough and really looking at things through the lens of what's not good enough here. Same thing goes for perfectionism. And what else is underneath this you know, not good enough umbrella. Insecurity, right? When you are feeling insecure, you're feeling like you aren't good enough. So in a way, being detail-oriented and being a perfectionist, of course, those things have their place and they definitely have their value up to a point. Like most things in life, moderation is key. It's probably the best option, the best way of looking at things, the best way of handling things and measuring things out is moderation. But being detail-oriented and being a perfectionist is basically you know, it's a fancy way. It can be a fancy way if you're not self-aware, if you're not being careful, being detail-oriented and being a perfectionist and labeling, labeling yourself as these things. At some point, it's basically a fancy way of saying that you're insecure. Okay. You're insecure about, you know, what you're putting out, what you're presenting, 
what you are bringing forward, what you're showing, what you're sharing, what you're creating, etc. Right? So that's what got me really thinking about how it could really be kind of a vicious cycle. How perfectionism and being detail-oriented past a certain point can just be kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy of not being good enough. It can be healthy to be detail-oriented and a perfectionist if you are someone who is actually doing things and completing things. But if you're finding yourself, and I speak from experience, if you are finding yourself doing a lot of starting but not completing projects, um, taking too long with certain things, your detail-oriented perfectionist labeling can just be a way, like an excuse to remain stuck, stagnant, hesitant, and, and reaffirm your, your insecurities. Because the thing is, when you're not really doing anything or you're not really completing anything, whether it's, you know, because on the one hand, if you're a detail-oriented and you're perfectionist, it can kind of express itself in procrastination or just incompleted work and projects. So if you're noticing that you're the type of person who is not completing things or definitely has serious issues with procrastination, it's very likely that what you're doing is stemming from insecurity of feeling like you're not good enough. And the thing is when you're procrastinating or you're not completing projects, it's basically your way of protecting yourself. It's protecting yourself from you know, criticism or the confirmation of such and such thing that you made is not good enough. So it's protecting you. It's protecting you through avoidance of criticism and having your insecurities kind of confirmed. And that's why it's really important to be self-aware and to really look at that and figure out like if that's what your issue is, because a lot of people can say, oh, I'm just not passionate. I'm just not inspired. Um, things just aren't working. And I mean, of course, it's going to happen at some point or another. But if that's like the common theme, there's probably something else going on. And like I said, we don't really do anything. I've said this many times before in other episodes and, you know, in conversations with people through through DMs and things. You know, we really, we're not stupid, okay? Our brain isn't stupid. It does things for a reason. Everything you think that you're doing for no reason or you can't figure out why you're doing it, there always is some kind of a payoff. There is an emotional payoff. So when you are someone who is detail-oriented and perfectionistic and you are noticing that you are procrastinating from getting started or procrastinating from completing something, completing projects that you know would probably be in your best interest to get done, um, the reason why you're doing that is to protect yourself. That's really all it's coming down to. It's You're using those, those labels to talk yourself out of things to talk yourself out of, you know, taking action of something even being worthy of your time because again you have that feeling of not good enough. But here's the thing, after a certain point, you're not really protecting yourself from anything and avoiding crit- criticism isn't really doing you any good either. Because when you aren't doing anything, you won't get confirmation of anything at all. You're not going to get any kind of praise at all. That also funnily enough will just keep you stuck in that not good enough because when you aren't getting any praise like when you're avoiding criticism you're also avoiding praise okay you also end up avoiding praise because there's no way that you can get feedback when you aren't doing anything right when you aren't putting something out you're it's impossible for you to get feedback so 
while at first it can feel like you're protecting yourself from criticism, you're also shielding yourself off from potential praise. And that is also going to end up supporting that not good enough feeling, that not good enough belief, that not good good enough limiting belief or insecurity that you have. So can you see how it's basically like a vicious cycle by, you know, using the 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 mask of I'm a detail-oriented person, I'm a perfectionist. It's really a mask for insecurity um, when it's expressing itself as, you know, procrastination or incompleting tasks or really taking extremely long to to complete tasks. It's really just it's it's insecurity. So, it's all about the not good enough. But when you're in that procrastination and incompleteness, you're avoiding the criticism and that still keeps you feeling not good enough because you haven't proven to yourself that you've done anything that is good enough. And that's where it becomes really important to get realistic. Okay? Like I'm a crazy like I would say that I'm a perfectionist. I I tell people this all the time. I hate, like literally hate 95% of everything I've ever created. And then like maybe 1% I really like, but I still have a lot that I could say could be better. And then like 4% I'm just like, eh, whatever about, you know, like I don't hate it. I don't really like it. And like, I'm just lucky to have like 1% of things that I actually like. That's me. I'm not telling you this is normal. <laughs> I'm not telling you this is normal, but it, again, it's a part of of insecurity. Look, it's important to care about and take pride in what you're putting out and what you're sharing and what you are creating and what you are producing in your life. It's important to take pride in those things and not like completely not care, but up to a certain point. And you have to kind of be realistic that look, when you find yourself procrastinating, you're kind of better off doing like the worst job possible. Like if you sometimes set out to kind of like allow yourself the space to do things badly and to tell yourself like, look, this could be really terrible, but you get the the suckiness part of it out. That's when you can kind of make more sense of, you know, how to improve things or what makes sense, what to keep, what not to keep, what to do, what not to do. But really it's about getting the ball rolling. But sometimes what happens is, and this is what happens when it comes to procrastination, is people are, you know, setting the bar impossibly high. You know, when you think about it, especially if you're a creative person, when you think about it, when you were a child, basically everything you were doing, you probably weren't amazing at it, you know, at first. I mean, you could think about, like, we could go to considering, like, the best artists in the world, right? I'm pretty sure that the majority of them, like their first, like when they were children and just kind of like, let's say drawing and painting, probably wasn't stuff that's like worthy of putting up in a museum. Maybe it is now because of what they produce later on in life. But you know what I mean? You have to sort of have that same kind of childlike freedom, you know, that childlike license, that, that license of, of a beginner in ways. Because it gives you the the space to actually create without being too much in your head. Creativity is very important. It's not just about, you know, writing a book or writing music or, you know, painting or doing things like that. Like, that's not really all that creativity is about. I mean, we all have to be creative in our lives. You know, we're creative about, you know, solving problems. We're creative about 
you know, how we want to design our lives, what we want our lives to look like, what we want our lives to feel like. All of these things are creative processes. They're just, they're, they're just not um, art in the traditional sense. Do you know what I mean? As in, you know, like a painting or music or whatnot. But back to what I was saying about, you know, the main part of this, which is, you know, the mask of hiding behind the mask of detail-oriented perfectionists, hiding your insecurities behind that. It's really important to, you know, recognize when you might be holding yourself back, when you might be using being detail-oriented and a perfectionist as an excuse to remain stuck, stagnant, hesitant, and not actually do things. Because at the end of it all, if you are, like, while not doing protects you from criticism, it also closes you off from experiencing praise and getting, you know, getting some validation. And it's not just about the outside validation, but there's also an internal validation. Like, even when you are completing things, like, if you are somebody who is a serial procrastinator, a serial you know, doesn't complete projects, right? An incompletist, I don't know what you would call it. I'm going to call it an incompletist, an incompleter. Um, Sometimes just the, the fact of getting started and gaining momentum and actually completing something can be validating in and of itself, even if it's crap, even if it's subpar. And most likely it's going to be, especially if it's like your first go at something, it might be not so great, but that's how you get better. At, at the same time, okay, you have to understand that criticism, you know, it isn't just about, you know, being told that you're not good enough. It's really an, it's an opportunity for you to actually get better so that you can actually start gaining confidence and feel a lot less insecure and feel a lot less like you're not good enough. That's really the only real way to, you know, get past those feelings is by actually, you know, taking on the challenge and opening yourself up to criticism and, you know, not viewing it as a bad thing, but viewing it as an opportunity for you to actually get better and see how you can get better and how you can improve. That's really all it is. You know, execution is the most important thing. I mean, we can all have ideas, but if we don't think we're good enough to carry them out, then they're really not, it's really not that impressive to have ideas. Lots of people have ideas. Lots of people have really good ideas, really great ideas, but very few people are really great at executing. I mean, if you are really great at executing, it almost doesn't even matter what the idea is. (laughs) It almost doesn't even matter. You don't need to necessarily have a groundbreaking, totally unique idea, but if you're really great at executing it, that's going to make up for so much. And it's, you know, it's the execution that can make you know, even a, you know, a pretty good idea turn into an actual really great one. So ideas really aren't just enough. It's just about, you know, the sooner you start, the sooner you can actually improve because feedback is actually a gift. You know, feedback, criticism, those are very necessary. And when you start to understand that and accept that and open yourself up to that, you'll in the end be so thankful for thankful to yourself for actually, you know, following through and so thankful that you didn't allow your fears of not being good enough to hold you back. So yeah, you kind of have to have like a little bit of that childlike license and freedom to just kind of, you know, suck (laughs) at first. It's not a bad thing. And at the end of it, it doesn't even matter necessarily if something is completely perfect. It's really about, 
you know, getting it done. If you can get something to like 80% of what you want, that's good enough. <laughs> that's good enough. Because sometimes it might, you know, you have to pick where, when and where to be like super perfect. You know, you have to pick when and where to be super perfect. And I try to remind myself of that a lot because I'm somebody who, major procrastinator and not even just a procrastinator, but I can really like hold myself back a lot and just basically beat myself up throughout an entire, like whenever I create practically anything. I mean, even when I make the podcast, oh my God, like most of the episodes, I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. Oh my God, I hate that. And then people are like, oh my God, I love this episode. I'm like, really? And then it just reminds me that nothing necessarily needs to be perfect, but if you're, if you're delivering value, you, you could still be delivering value even if the whole thing isn't necessarily perfect. You could you could have the most professional looking anything. Really at the end of it it's all about what what is somebody getting out of it and you really don't know. You know, people can still get a lot out of something that didn't necessarily come out completely perfect. You know, pick and choose your battles, pick and choose, you know, what you actually want to do to like the absolute best of your abilities and you know, in some other things, you kind of have to settle a little bit for the 80% and let that be good enough. You can always improve, but the best way to improve is to just do as much as you possibly can. It doesn't really matter what it is exactly that you're procrastinating about or what you are, you know, holding back from completing, but it's about having that awareness of what exactly is it that is holding you back and why are you holding yourself back? You know, are you holding yourself back because you're trying to avoid the criticism? Like that's not going to actually help you in the long run. It'll actually, it might feel like at first, initially it might feel like you are safe. It might feel better. It might feel safer um, to keep yourself out of that, you know, having to get that feedback and criticism that you would probably get if you um, created something. But over the longer term, it bites you in the ass. It bites you in the ass because you end up not doing as much. And then that not only does it make you feel not good enough, it makes you feel like you've wasted whatever you might have had. And, you know, you get to that, oh, what might have been, you know, or things could have been different if only I had at least, you know, done that. And then you eventually start doing things. And then you're like, I should have done this a hell of a lot sooner. Um, so anyway, I think that's all for this week's episode. Um, basically, what I want you to get out of this is to just have self-awareness. It's so important in so many different areas of your life to just be aware of what's going on and what your motives might be, your hidden motives might be, especially around things where you're like, I can't help myself. You know, whatever it might be, whatever, you know, bad habits or patterns you might have, things that you know are not serving you like they're not really doing you any favors you know take a look at them and figure out well what's the what's the hidden payoff what am I potentially protecting myself from because again your mind basically wants to keep you safe so I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode I hope you got something out of it if you enjoyed this podcast so far and haven't yet left a rating and a review please do you can do it on iTunes I like five stars hint hint let me know what episode really resonated with you most it's very helpful in not just having the show helping the show to grow but it also helps me to know what content is really resonating with you what you're really liking um, if you have left a rating and review and you would still like to support the podcast further feel free to share it with your friends your followers on Instagram I really appreciate it if you do leave a rating and review and or help the podcast grow in any way shape or form please take a screenshot and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com and in return you will be getting my hair care tips and secrets four questions that can change your life and all kinds of 
free and exclusive content that isn't available anywhere else that I think could bring you a lot of value. I really appreciate all of your support, all of your love. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.